This is Unfiltered, the podcast where Heather Barry has inspiring and random conversations with inspiring and random entrepreneurs from around the globe. Listen to tales of journeys and insights as they share Swedish fika. That's coffee, cake, and conversations here where I live in Sweden. Enjoy this unfiltered conversation. Hello and good afternoon and a very, very warm welcome to another um, episode, that's the word, of Unfiltered. And I'm here with the lovely Lisa Moore. Lisa, my darling, how are you? I'm very well, Heather. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. This is so long overdue. You've been on my list of people to interview for God knows how long, I think, since I first started this. Um, but anyway, we have finally we have finally made it and you are in your gorgeous new studio. I'm, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Oh, I know. It's absolutely lovely. You know, it's one of those things, isn't it? You put off, you put off, you put off. And then finally, because of lockdown, I've got round to having it made. And it's I love it. I love it. Yes, I was going to say, how does it feel? But you've said it. <laughs> and, and I can see that the, 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 the TRX thing. So you can sort of exercise at one end and admin and coach at the other, which is great. Good introduction to what it is that you're doing at the moment. Yeah, so yeah. what's what's filling your days? What's filling my days? Well, I've got I've got two hats, really, that I wear. So I've got my own business, which is Fit for More, which is all about health and wellness and being the best you possibly can be and being fit for everything, really. Um, and then the other hat that I wear is I'm regional director for the Athena Network, which is a professional women's business networking company. So I've sort of got sort of got two hats, but they're really they're really well linked actually because I mainly work with women who are looking to be the, the best they can be. Yeah. So and yeah, so you sort of naturally then end up being drawn towards women who who are running their own businesses. So many more people are doing that at the moment anyway, aren't they? They certainly are. Yeah, they certainly are. Now, we would normally be having fika, but it is later in the afternoon, so coffee's sort of off, off the thing for me. So we're both sitting here feeling very virtuous with a glass of water or a large, large jug of water. But it still doesn't stop the whole fika concept of coffee cake conversation. So, yes, bring me cake. Anyway, um, so my lovely. So we we've. We've met each other through networking, through accountability and, and mastermind programs, so all sorts of exciting things like that. But um, one of the things we, we were talking about is, is the whole idea of people looking after their, their health and you sort of looking after your own health. And that's kind of been part of your journey. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know how, just tell us your story, because I think, yeah, that really does reflect sort of where you are at the moment with your business and, and life in general. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if I look, if I look at the story that had the biggest impact on my life, I have to take you back sort of 10 plus years ago. Um, So I've got I've got two children, two daughters, I'm a single parent, I've been a single parent for 10 years. So you know, the the 10 years ago, big life, life change. Uh, I ran the London Marathon, and then I left my days left my marriage um so do those two necessarily kind of you know one leads to the other they actually, in your instance yes yeah they absolutely do lead together which which sounds a bit bizarre isn't it really but I think if I look at it in a nutshell what the London Marathon did for me was it gave me it, it gave me that insight into how strong I actually was mm-hmm. um and I'd lived uh, I was living in a very unhappy relationship um, I completely lost sense of 
who I was, um, what I was supposed to be doing. Um, I'd given up a, a corporate career, which actually I was happy to give up a corporate career to have my children. And I was enjoying sort of starting my way to setting up my own business. But, you know, you look, you look at it from the outside and I had a beautiful house, beautiful cars, lived in a beautiful part of the world, two children, dog, marriage you know it looked ideal but actually underneath it wasn't and I was a very unhappy lady very scared uh very I'd lost all my confidence and the decision to run the London Marathon I don't quite know where it came from but it was something that I decided to do raise money for charity but I think all that space um gives you the ability to one let go but also to really sort of see things as they were and it was, it, it was that, you know, it was that pivotal moment where I made a decision that I wasn't, wasn't happy with, with the way things were and it needed to change. And it culminated in me leaving the relationship. That wasn't, you know, necessarily the decision I knew I wanted to make because I tried everything, but ultimately that, that's what happened. Yeah. Um, and I've been on a journey of self-discovery ever since really. Yeah, absolutely. And and as, as you say, you don't necessarily know, it wasn't necessarily that conscious, I'm going to go and run the, mar- run the marathon in order to, but obviously there was something, you know, you knew you weren't in the right place. And this little thing, this opportunity kind of saw a little way to kind of bubble up yeah. um, and, and come and chat to you and kind of go, right, here it is. And then, and then the result, and, and you yeah. know, it's, sort of, and I think we don't always know what the answer is or the way out um and sometimes it's completely left field to what oh, you think it's going to be absolutely completely because you know running a running a marathon is is very physical it's a physical challenge um but actually it's not the physical thing that is hard about running a marathon it's the mental thing about running around marathon it's it's that mental you know that chatter in your head that's telling you you see another hill and you're going, oh my God, I can't do it. I can't do it. But you, you train yourself to be able to do it. So it's the mental agility that, that I got from, from that. It wasn't the physical thing. You know, I, I, I reckon pretty much everybody on this planet can run a marathon physically, mm. but mentally <laughs> it's another challenge, you know? Yes. Yes. You're looking, you're looking at the person who took a, a year, two, two years to recover from a 5k. Yeah, <laughs> my body and running. I did it when I was younger. My, not, right now, just just doesn't. There's just something about it that just doesn't do it for me. Nordic walking, absolutely. But yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But as you say, a lot of it. Some people got to go. Yes, it's it's mentally. No, you just think you can't. But actually, physically, you could do if you really got you know got on with it. If there's something physical that the body just goes. Uh-uh then you know then, then 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 that's a different matter but i you know um you know all hail to thee um for for running the marathon i think that that's when that's extraordinary <laughs> i only need to do it once i i did cycle from la to san francisco 520 miles wow and geographically there is more uphill than downhill and we had we literally had a headwind oh. for seven days out of eight wow. um what an experience as you say it, it's it's you you only have to do it once <laughs> it changes you, doesn't it, it totally changes, doing something physically demanding changes you as a person yeah yeah and and the the people that you meet and the experience that you go through yeah you know, i i did it god 21 years ago <laughs> um 
but I kind of remember some of it like it was yesterday and there are still stories and one of my very dearest friends is someone that you know we we did the experience together um because we, we met um you know doing it and it is it just it's it's a thing at some whatever whatever the the physical challenges that you do it's kind of like and, and they're all different everybody's is different Yes. But I think it's something to do in life is to kind of really push yourself so far out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And I think you've hit the nail on the head there. It is. That's the thing. It's it's pushing yourself out of the comfort zone and the lessons you learn from doing that and recognizing that, oh, actually, you know, I can come out of my comfort zone. I can achieve more. I can do more. And, you know, the the last 10 years, I've probably achieved more in my life than I ever did did before, which is. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely. And 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 it and I think it's also that that residual thing of, yeah, I've done it before, mm. so I can do it again. Yeah. So when you then, so I think that it sort of prepares you mentally and emotionally for other challenges that come up in life. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, and you can instill that in your children. You can yeah. kind of go, well, actually, you know what? Mum did this. Yeah. And look, so, look, yeah. look where we are now. Yeah as a result of it and I think there's a huge confidence in that mm. but I mean the, the work that you do now you're so fit for more and how that came about was that was that something you were sort of work you were doing um before you did the marathon and before you know, sort of relationship change or yeah. yeah I mean I think the fitness thing for me I'd been around for a long time so I sort of started teaching um inducting people into the local gym when I was 18 mm-hmm. so the fitness thing was always there for me Um, But I was never a fitness, I wasn't a fitness fanatic in that, you know, I did sport every weekend and I did this and did that. It was, but it was always part of me. Um, Even when I worked, you know, I worked in the corporate world, I still had some clients that I was teaching at, you know, in the evenings and at at the weekends. So the fitness stuff was there. And when I had my first daughter, I'd, you know, taken maternity leave and was, you know, had every intention to go back to my job. But when I went back to the company, they'd restructured and, you know, there was an opportunity not to to go back to that world. So I took that opportunity and thought it, it's something I've got to got to give give a go, really. Yep. Yeah. So I was doing that before. And then and then in terms of how things have progress as I say even in the time that I've known you you know it feels like there's been some quite um so not fundamental changes because it was all sort of there but it just feels like there's kind of been a bit of a shift to really sort of feeling that you are you're in the right place so though you've been kind of doing you know doing something you love and you know there's clients and all of this but it seems to have taken a kind of a bit more of a kind of like you know that sort of when you're kid, the, the, the little shaped blocks that you put into little things, so suddenly it's like, da, 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 and it just fits. Yes. And that, that kind of feels like something that's come through quite strongly recently. Yeah, it definitely has. And I, you know, I still love the physical side of things. I still do the physical side of things. But I think the thing that's been coming out over the last, you know, two, three years for me is that it's, it's, the, um, it's the mental side of things. It's the the fact that I've met so many women over the years that don't have any confidence in who they are uh, you know they they're worrying about everybody else all the time and they just get left behind mm. and I can see that frustration in them in that, in that they recognize that there is more 
but they just don't quite know how to get there because they feel guilty or they feel they have to put everybody else before them. Mm. Um, all that all that rubbish that gets laid on us by rubbish. various, you know, life, politics, the world, <laughs> whatever, our own weird nonsense that we've picked up from somewhere. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And all that, you know, worrying about what other people think. And I was a big, big worrier about what everybody else thought about me. And it held me back, oh, so many times, so many times. And, and, and it still does to a degree today. But I now know that, you know, I don't need to worry about what other people think about me. What's more important is what I think about me. Yeah. Yeah. Am I, and I com- am I comfortable in my own story right yeah. now? Comfortable in my own skin, in my own capabilities, and what I love to do, and 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 who I am, yeah. and and I think that's what I'm helping other women with now is to recognise, you know, their greatness, and and, and it doesn't it, it can be within their bubble. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to meet everybody else's demands. If you're happy with who you are and how you live your life, then that's the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's, for me, I, I've, I heard this a long time ago, and I have used it sort of since, is that thing of that, you know, people see looking after themselves as selfish. It's like, yeah. And no, it's, it's so the opposite. <laughs> it's completely opposite, because actually, if you don't look after yourself, no one else is going to look after you. Yeah. And, and you have nothing to give to others. Nothing, you know, which you is kind of what you want to do. Yeah, you can't pour from an empty cup, can you? It's, it's that. You know, and it's and it's so true and so many women especially and I shouldn't discount because there are there are guys out there the same but women tend to have this capacity to you know over over deliver over give and, and then there's nothing left mm. yeah and say yes yeah <laughs> it really should every now and again this is me speaking to myself should just say <laughs> no no <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, and it is too. But also, you know, if you're doing things that you're passionate about and for, for people that you love and you care about, well, of course, you want to be able to, you know, help everybody and make the world a good place because, you know, that's that's who we are as people. And, you know, it's hard sometimes to say no. It is. And, and you know, it's important. Obviously, we don't want to be completely self-centered and selfish and egotistical that going into that sort of negative thing. But you know, I, remember I worked with a lady last year who was a mum, worked full time, husband worked full time, you know, two children. And she just did everything for everybody else. And the one thing that she'd always loved to do was um, play saxophone. Mm-hmm. And she'd given it up completely, given it up completely. She even felt a bit embarrassed about practicing. And we, you know, we talked about it a lot and she gradually started to go back to it. And, and you, it was almost like there was a light switch that had switched on the smile on her face. Everything changed because she was finding that time and that passion of something that she loved. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think it's also about showing other people that you are as important, that mm. actually, you know, you know mum or sister, cousin, whoever, um, I just need to take this time time for me and to get to show others, to teach them to respect that. And I think, you know, in terms of, you know, kids, I, I don't have kids, so I'm, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm the last people to talk, give parenting advice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in terms of kind of going, well, actually, yes, it's just as important for me to be able to do that for you. Um, but I need to do this for me. And for, for you to say, oh, OK, yeah, I see. I see that that's important for you. 
that is true and it's interesting you say that because I, I you know I remember my mum making comments to me occasionally about oh why are you going out for a run I mean you should be doing this you should be doing that and you work hard enough and you know she she didn't see that actually the running for me wasn't about me going to do exercise necessarily the running was my space yeah that's what that's all it was it was my space because yeah that's I suppose partly what the marathon taught me is you need that space to be able to let things go to think things through to just to just be and I don't think people nowadays allow themselves that space yeah and I think I think some people you know and whatever your your thing is that you like to do mm. and everybody's is different um is yeah, different. the best one of the best things in terms of recent time is the gym is open <laughs> now I am like you um I am I'm actually a qualified personal trainer yeah I know I know what I'm doing I da, 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 da. I have uh, you know I have you know I I can create any sort of exercise regime in my dining room I've got you know apps and all the rest of it I've got a fabulous bicycle and early lockdown used that a lot so I have absolutely it's totally simple for me to just do exercise yeah. in my house or just outside the road is there bicycle I tell you what as soon as the gym was open suddenly my mental focus changed you know, straight in, fit every morning, up, down, no problem. Because that's that's the type of exercise and the place that makes me happy and I enjoy it. For some people, the gym is the worst place in the world. Yeah. See, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to go to a gym to exercise. Yeah. Which which is really strange, isn't it? Because I would feel really uncomfortable. Even though yeah. I, I know exactly what to do, I know what to, you know, how to do an exercise routine, put things together. I just would feel really uncomfortable but yeah. to, to jump on my TRX behind me here yeah no 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 worries at all yeah yes you I do. you have to find your thing and I think I think that's what people really struggle with is they don't they're looking for you to give them an answer mm. tell them what to do and quite often what you tell them to do is not their thing and it's only when they find their thing yeah that they that they go ah oh, got it i get it huzzah right. yes yes oh sea swimming love it love it yes <laughs> I my been dry robe have you been have you been this yeah. year oh yeah um yeah. three three four my slight challenge is although i live on the coast i'm just off the coast on the coast so i have to get in my car to drive 10 15 yeah. minutes to Same get to the and it's just a bit too far to do it regularly but i i do have a bit more of the kit now yes. and um i but Never. i still i still look like a slightly you know sort of drunk seal when i try <laughs> and change i have not perfected the i've only had it for like four days so the first time was um yes <laughs> it was an interesting changing experience but it is slightly more dignified than the um yeah than the previous oh. attempts hmm? yeah the towel and the and and the sort of the the oversized dressing gown from cotton traders I dredged out of the back of a cupboard somewhere I, I got my dry robe for Christmas I haven't used it yet and I'm desperate to go and swim and I'm really looking forward to it yeah just do it. Just, just do it it, it is a life-changing experience and also and then when you walk down the down the prom you know to go and get your coffee after yeah you look a bit cool you look, as opposed like a pro, to, you look like a pro as opposed to the skanky you know yeah dressing gown no 
it's just not a good look. Not a good look. So lovely. I'm in terms of where where this is all sort of brought you to now. I mean, you're very much involved in the um, sort of coaching and well-being, but of yourself and of your business sort of space. And you know how how's that sort of coming together in terms of what you're delivering? Yeah. So I think. A culmination of all the work that I've done over the years has, has sort of allowed me to build a framework as such. Mm -hmm. So I've got a four step program. Um, I have to be careful how I say it, actually. I might have to change the word, but it's called the SHIP program. S-H-I-P. Yeah, no, but that's good because people, they kind of, their little ears perk up when yeah, they, they kind go, of, did, did she say that? Did she say that? <laughs> so, um, skip, and, skip, and or ship. No, ship. Yeah. Ship. Ship. Sail away, sail away, away. To, you, to your new life. But it's, you know, the S is very much about self and it's mm -hmm. about self-awareness, self-control, uh, self-compassion, self-love. And it's, you know, I think it's really important that we get to know who we are as people. Mm. We've sort of touched on that already. Um, the H is health, you know, health. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And I've asked people this question, what's the most important thing in your life? And they normally say family. <laughs> and of course that's important, but if you haven't got your health, yeah. you ain't gonna have much time with your family. So yeah. health really Yeah, and, and whatever your level of health is, is because you know, everybody is different depending on, on yourself and your circumstances, but it's, it's being the best that, that you are able to be. Exactly. And it's not, you know, health for me is not just about being physically fit or physically slim or strong. You know, health is all sorts of, all sorts mm, of things. Mm. So, you know, it's about feeling calm. It's about having good mental health. It's about having good sleep. It's about eating, eating well. And, and everybody has a different level of eating well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, don't, you don't have to be this mad paragon of virtue who, you know, oh, is, no. who eats Brown, brown rice and seaweed every day no, you know no. I've, I've, I've just enjoyed some very nice dark chocolate okay. thank you it's, it's a very good you know good yeah. thing to do. um and then the the i is all about intuition mm -hmm. um, because i've really learned over the years that when you trust your mm -hmm. own intuition things go the right way they yeah. definitely do and we've i think as human beings we've lost an ability especially in the western world we've lost that ability to trust and to know mm -hmm. that we know the answer yeah but when you do i mean how many times have you you know you've thought about something and then you do the opposite because your head tells you to do the opposite and then afterwards you go oh i wish i'd have done what i thought yeah yeah it's, it's your intuition so it's kicking into that intuitive yeah. side of you and it's and giving you giving yourself sorry just in giving yourself that that space for the intuition to come like yeah. the running and the marathon yeah. it's, it's giving your yourself the space for that intuition and those ideas it's like people who meditate or you write your journal it's yeah. always that place for it to kind of bubble up in amongst the left brain think 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 yes you know telling yourself it says i actually just give it some space yeah give it some space absolutely yeah absolutely and then the last one p is just about purpose because, you know, before I ran the marathon, I didn't know my purpose. I didn't know where I was going. I, I didn't, you know, I was really sort of confused about that whole thing. And I think understanding what your purpose is, whether it's your purpose in that moment or whether it's your purpose in, as in your life purpose, I think when you get clear about where you're going, then each day makes sense. Yeah. 
really. So, so I, so I created this sort of four-step process, which I run over a, a six-week program, um, and it's a it's a group coaching program. Um, yeah. You know, partly it's pre-recorded, so that people can watch videos, and then it's very much about people talking to each other, listening to each other, helping each other, um, and you know that that's how that works. Um, and then as a sort of a precursor to the, the six week program, I do do a little five day challenge, um, which funnily enough, I'm running a uh, week after next. So starting on the 17th of Monday, 17th of May. 17th of May. Yep. Yeah. And that takes, you know, elements of the ship program to just sort of start getting you to take back control, yep. take back control of your life so that you feel ready to sort of move forward. Yeah, because and I th and I think that we've touched on this. And I think this is in terms of all all the work you do, and I think and it's it's how we've sort of come to know each other more. Is it's that sort of leaning into the support of others, the accountability, doing it together. Um, you know, if so, I have some friends that we do kind of if we're working on something, it's like got to get this done by you know Thursday or whatever. Mm. And actually, if you sit down. At the other end of a zoom call even if you're just on zoom you know with the with the thing off but you're actually working on it together yeah. um you or you're, you're doing your own thing but you're just working together towards the goal of having this thing completed yeah to know somebody else is doing it and actually and there's that slight moment of well if they're doing it well i, I better do mine as well then <laughs> yeah and it it really does kind of get you and if you know that your friend is getting up to you know they're going to go and do some exercise or you know they're going to be doing the healthy eating well it's just like well by doing it yourself you're supporting them yes. so sometimes even if you can't quite do it for yourself well I'm doing it to support my friend yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, a good yeah. thing yeah it is it, and 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 I think it's also meeting the people that are going through the same thing as you and and suddenly you go oh 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 it's not just me that struggles with that and you yeah. can laugh about it and you can joke about it and and but you can support each other through that whole process as well. Because, you know, some people will be a little bit further forward. Some people will be a long way back. But you can pull each other forward or yeah. push each other forward and, and yeah. help each other. Yeah, and just share, share the experience. Yeah, exactly. um, I think that brings us to a really sort of good place to end because I know we could sit and talk we for hours. For hours. <laughs> But we'll put your contact details and the details of the challenge um, into the chat um, and maybe some details of where people can follow you because I know you've got uh, a really active Facebook group, I think it is. Am I right? I have. I have I've got Fearless and Powerful Women. Oh, yes. Love that. Yeah. Fearless, no, and fearless and Powerful. Fearless and Powerful. Yeah, fearless and powerful <laughs> <laughs> so while i put my teeth back in um lisa it's been amazing catching up with you lovely to hear some of your story and how you know you really are kind of living that and enabling other people to 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 find their own their own fearless powerful powerful selves it's absolutely brilliant wonderful to catch up with you my lovely and i will see you very soon thank yeah. you so much it's been great heather thank you Thanks for taking a bit of time out of your day to enjoy Fika with us. Look forward to sharing more random conversations over coffee and cake with you sometime soon here on the Unfiltered Podcast.